Hey guys, welcome back to the Let's Talk Business podcast. It's Tierra Flynn and Shondell Newsom. Thank you guys for joining us once again. We're excited to be back. This is our third episode of this series. Um, so the main topic this week is don't skip steps. You guys know we're all about the steps. We, um, our firm is founded on the 12 steps of marketing foundation. We're always, we're all about the steps. We're all about the steps. We tell our clients all the time. Um, you have to have a plan to get to where you're going. So don't you know, skip steps. And you know, skipping steps is something that is, is foundational, right? There, there are people who. Um, understand structure and structure is, is a major part of our culture. You know, we growing up as kids, we have schedules. And I think now I more than ever appreciate schedules. I remember when I was a kid and there was a lady that kept his name is Hester and she had us get up in the morning, wash your face, brush your teeth, get prepared, eat breakfast, get ready for school, put your clothes on. Those are steps and we sometimes feel like we can skip those steps. But I remember when you skipped that step and you didn't brush your teeth or wash your face, she was on your case. So it, it is it is something that is ingrained in our culture. But what I found is those people who have some sort of a system, some sort of a habit or behavior that is just natural to them, they become more successful. So skipping steps goes far beyond marketing, far beyond any other business concept it goes way into life lessons right and it's about building what habits <laughs> that's habits. why i thought you were gonna go i know i was there <laughs> but I, I wanted you to come in like that see how you came in naturally organically because you know the habits you form are the habits that you keep there you go yeah been knowing that since young huh <laughs> since the beginning i assume yep so um before we jump into like even our business our trending story because it's actually an article or a blog that you wrote um i did want us to just tell our listeners what we've been up to i guess like as far as this year we didn't really lead out the beginning of the other podcast with that um obviously majority of us of us are experiencing some of the same challenges it's just about how we've been able to approach them um and and that that determines the result so as business owners we're pretty we're pretty much in the same boat as everybody else i would say like beginning march mid-march where we're hearing the murmurs about um the pandemic about to hit us crazy um it's not it's like something you have once in a lifetime i would assume Um, you were you were in business during the first recession but it was an, an economic recession not like this pandemic where it's like literally everything has been shut down so from the start of this year, how would you say what your perspective was in January to where it is now and what changed, what changed for the better, what changed for the worse? And how would you say we have some of our best practices in approaching well, this I think pandemic? The, the first thing is that you understand that there was a rumors or talk of a recession even prior to the pandemic. Um, and COVID-19. So we, we already knew or were mentally preparing ourselves for some si- some sort of 
economic uh, yeah. downturn. But we kept saying how, like yeah. what is it going to be? Because yeah, we, we didn't know what it was, but it, it, it always, you know, there's always something, whether it was the housing crisis yeah. that happened in 2008 or some sort of, you know, this is unprecedented. The, the COVID-19 is very unprecedented. Right. And, and what, what, what I will tell you is that it's, it's a, it goes back to what I just said, the habits you form or the habits you keep. If you are always in crisis mode, you will always be in crisis mode. If you're always looking at the glass half full, you will always look at the, I mean, half empty. You will always look at the glass half empty. And you and I both know people who deal in blame and deal in the blame game and this is i think this is what if, if you're if you're asking me how do i prepare for these things it's because it's become a a habitual thing it's become a prevailing attitude like uh like um colin powell talks about in his excellence quote is that the prevailing attitude that i have is something will go wrong Right. No matter what it is, no, no matter if you're in a marriage, a relationship or work or a business, Nothing's something is going to go wrong. Right. Now, it's the people who act like adversity is a surprise or the people that fail. Right. If you walk around thinking, you know, you're living in, in, in Peter Pan world and nothing goes wrong. And even in Peter Pan world, things went wrong. So you, you, you just feel like you you are always um, now, at the same time, you don't always want to be a, a um, pessimistic either. Right. It's not pessimism because that's what people think it is, too. It's not pessimism. But when you face adversity, you quickly move to solutions. Right. If you stay in adversity for a very long time, you become addicted to the pain. You start saying this is going to last forever and I have no solution to it. Right. So my natural habit is and my natural behavior is when I hit a COVID-19, I automatically shift to solutions. And I remember we were sitting in, um, in, 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 I'll say this, in Commissioner Weekly's office, and he was telling us about what was about to go down with Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. And what did I do when I walk out? The first thing is I got to call this person. I got to call that person. Right, I got to check, moves. start making moves. Yeah. Because, yeah, because for Las Vegas, it was not. I, I know everybody kept talking about there's a recession coming, but I went when we went to preview Las Vegas and prospect all that stuff. It seemed like it was, was going to be a great year for Vegas. So when everybody's talking about a recession, I just assumed, oh, it's not coming to Vegas. That's not going to hit us. Well, the way the, it's going to hit everybody else. And and the hype about Vegas was one: we opened a new stadium. Right. We had the uh, uh, NFL draft, a yep. new convention center. Yep all of these great promises that showed all the economic indicators of Las Vegas growing. Right. So everything was supposed to happen in that fashion. Promising. It was very promising. But again, those people who got stuck on that and never expect anything else to happen are the people that fell for the fool's gold. Right. 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 Now, it could still happen in Vegas, but now this is a time when you just had to, you got to now sit down and say, okay, I got to get myself together. I got to make sure I'm in a position that when it rebounds, that I'm ready. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm perched for the success and growth of Las Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Ready. All you did, all, it's just a little delayed now. And I guess we had to pivot. So yeah, that's my word of 2020. I think is pivot because every month brought on a new challenge. Like you said, like, We've quickly got over the fact that things are going to be happening to us mm -hmm. instead of for us this year. Um, and that allowed us to start making things happen for us. Yeah, so, I mean, it's just like the Great Recession. Nobody expected the housing crisis crash. Right. I mean, we all 
and all of a sudden it hit it hit all of our credits right it it, it destroyed us financially um i know for me it just really really rocked my world and we had but i, I still could not get stuck in this whole what was me system you know right. i couldn't get get put back in a place where i'm never going to get out of this situation because once you go there it is that's what people call a dark space right but i said if you go to a dark space bring a flashlight right right bring a flashlight so you can automatically click that light back on right and and that's what people fail to do is that they go into a dark space and and be accountable even though it wasn't your fault like the recession the great recession the uh the the pandemic covid 19 it was not our fault but be accountable to yourself and the people around and for you. your actions yes after the fact. exactly because be there are yeah. some decisions that you could have made or some steps that could be taken that are necessarily good ones yeah. that could result in a worse outcome for you I think one of the phenomenal things for us, um, I was just writing a description for an award um, that we're putting in with the NCA and it, it's a part of our story now. So anytime that I write after the country's worst recession, 2008, 2009, the company lost 60% of its revenue, went from nine employees to two, and then we came out of it strong, stronger. We came out of it with a new brand in 2011 and then saw triple digit growth by 2015, 16, like writing it, it puts a smile on your face every single time because it's like most people didn't survive that. Yeah, and, and they didn't, so not only did they not survive it, but they didn't thrive after it. Right. And being a part of the, one, being a part of the military, right? The military plans for wars that might happen 20 years from now. Right. We plan for disasters and, and economic downturns that might happen no matter when it happens. Right. And I guess that's the biggest thing for a lot of these small businesses is to plan. Make sure that you have everything in order. How did you know that you had to get rid of nine employees because you had a great grip on the financials? How did you know that you had to pivot? Well, because you understood where you were and where you could go. How do you know where you can get your rebound, where you can go back and start making money again? Because you know those things. Right. But that all comes with preparation and that comes with the steps. When we talk about steps, that comes with the preparation. So aside from the 12 steps of marketing, I had to trust my attorneys, I had to trust my accountants, I had to trust my bookkeepers, yeah. my bookkeepers telling me you need to do this, you know, so you can get, you know, have your books in order for this, so you can get your loan, so you can get that. Right. My accountant is telling me, you know, you want to be in the best tax position. So you have to do all of these things. And I think people believe that they can get around it because somebody else told them, right. oh, you don't have to do all of that. You know, I've, I heard one time somebody said, well, you know, I was told by a, a person that made millions of dollars that I don't need a business plan. Well, maybe that worked for them. Right. But me, I need a plan. I need to know you where I'm going. need something to go back to. Yeah, I need something to refer to. I plan everything. I plan right. vacations. I plan trips. Right. I just feel like um, for me, that's what I need. Right. Um, and so well, it's obviously worked for us. So, yeah, it has. And, yeah. and the plan brings you back to where you can rebound, rebound from anything and just go, OK, here's where I'm going now and here's what I'm going to do. So right. I just think that's the most important thing. And I think you developed the habit probably unknowingly of um, of dealing with crisis that way. Right. Like you, know, you said, if it, we probably have a leg up on most people because of the military. You know? Yeah, in the military and and accepting life, yeah. right? Life is the military is one thing, but mm -hmm. even as I as I look at your upbringing and you think about it, is I saw what I saw in Miss Hester the same thing I saw in Arlene. It's like 
there was a structure. Right. And I think right now what, what is happening the is most, there's a foundation and, yeah. and there's an expectation and, yep. and, and you have to have those things, even when you go into the military, because I've seen a lot of people come into the military and they leave the military and they, they're worse off than when or they, they started. Or they have to stay. There's some people or they have to stay. You have to stay yeah. because you don't have, you need somebody telling you what to do every step. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. true. Oh, that's true. So, so you develop. When I talk about developing, you know, developing habits, and develop habits are like, you know, I, I, you know, I bite my nails for twenty something years because I don't know I'm biting my nails. Right. So, if you develop a habit of expecting adversity and then taking on adversity in a whole different way, and you rebound in a whole different way, and you come back in a whole different way. But one of the things that I tell people when it comes to developing habits is don't skip steps. Right. Develop that habit. Developing a habit requires you to do something over and over and over again because to becomes muscle memory. Right. Yeah. So that leads us right into like our it's not a trending story, but I thought it was a great story to go along with this topic. And it's a blog that was written by yours truly. Well, I guess not me, because I'm saying yours truly. <laughs> the marketing mentor in 2017, the playbook. Do you remember that one? The marketing playbook. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. The yeah. playbook is as good as the quarterback. Um, we'll yep. post it on the Sunday page so you can access it. But just some of the highlights I'll go through really quick. Um, it starts out with saying, like, I have a great game plan. Why is it not helping me grow revenues? This is like from the small business owner's perspective. Mm-hmm. Each year, um, every NFL team sets its sights on the Super Bowl. That's the win. That's just like in small business. So from one moment in time they want to be crowded as the best small businesses have this same idea they have the same concept they want to be the best at all times so how do we accomplish that um every year a small business owner starts with a plan so like you were just saying you need to have that plan if you don't have a plan you're you may achieve success you may do it quickly but then once you lose it you don't know how to go back to step one or whatever it is that you no foundation formatted as to mm-hmm. regrow your previous success and that's why a lot of people close their doors yep um, but simply having a plan means nothing without phenomenal execution. As the quarterback or the owner and senior executive of your company, you must take the strategy to execution to achieve your desired goals. Putting the right players in the position is successful and it, to be successful is key. These are commonly referred to as the tactics for your plan. So we believe in step, which is strategies. Strategy, tactics, execution, and planning for everything we do in small business success. I don't know of a moment in the history of our company where we didn't, this has always been top of mind from Newsom Marketing when I was an intern until today. Um, Are you using step in your business? These are some things that you need to ask yourself as a small business owner or entrepreneur. Why and why not? And um, hopefully in the future, you can engage with us either through the podcast or through somenewmarketing.com or on our many of our social media platforms and let's talk about why why or why not so my question to you is why do you think small business owners are still from when you started in 2006 that was such a big thing for you i was just reading that business press article that they wrote on you um (laughs) why do you think they're still afraid to plan or why do you think they're just so comfortable skipping that step i think people because one they they get in their own ways and and small business owners don't understand that um it's not just you going through the motions anything you just go through the motions with is is doomed to fail whether it's your marriage your your friendship you just go through the motions and and what happens is small business owners um go into a business and they start having to pay bills and they start having to 
pay uh, invoices before they even have a foundation for that business. Um, remember, when I started my business, I actually took three years to build a foundation before I started my business. And right. I know a lot of small businesses don't do that, right. but corporations don't play that game, right? right. When I was right. at Station Casinos, we would put a foundation together for a casino right. before we open that casino. So there's no, there's no loss. What happens with small business owners and why they rush steps is because I need this now. I need to pay my bills now. I need to get paid now. Oh, I need to really get really good at something. And mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I, I need to share this with everybody. Yeah. So like some people just have a talent for, yeah. like you say all the time, like if you have a talent for baking cakes, that's awesome. Yeah. But you're not the only person with that talent. Right. If you have a talent for fixing cars, you can't just step out tomorrow and say, I want to open a body shop or automotive sure. shop. Like it's just. And that's because it's yeah. bigger than that. I mean, if you right. if you think about the SBDC and I teach next level, I've been teaching next level for the past seven, eight years. When you teach next level, it's 15 weeks of going through the business plan. Right. And if you go through finance, marketing, operations, leadership, attitude, the first thing we start off with with next level is what is your attitude as an entrepreneur? You no longer can go to your boss and say, Right. Oh man, you screwed me over. Right. There's no, the, the buck stops with you. Right. And you no longer can sit around and, and wait on a paycheck. Yeah. The first thing that happens to you when you become a business owner, and this is what people have to clearly understand, payday is a whole lot of fun. Everybody's <laughs> like, oh man, I get paid Friday. I can't wait because I'm going to go buy me some new Just shoes. I'm going to go hang out. That's right. That Johnny <laughs> Kemp song. Just got paid. Friday night party hunting. Yeah. Yep. So so you think about it, that's the that's the yeah, that's the attitude that you have in in this space. You have that attitude of Hey, it's time. It's it, it's it's time for me to get paid. Right. We should do the we should do the remix and a ballad version. Like yeah. Just process payroll. Just process now payroll. <laughs> so that's the difference. Payday. Payroll. Payroll is now. I gotta pay people. Right. So you sitting up there writing a ten thousand dollar, twenty thousand dollar, thirty thousand dollar check, and now right. you're like, oh my god. <laughs> you know, here comes payroll again. Right. Right. So just that emotion yeah. of shifting from payday to payroll yeah. changes everything for the small business owner that's why people want to skip steps because they they don't want to have the patience yeah. they don't they don't want to they don't want to be patient with that process because they have to pay their people and then what happens Before is themselves. you yeah. lose perspective yeah. now now everything comes about you paying your bills and not servicing the client right and and, and the client feels that because clients always tell me, I never feel that pressure from you. I never feel like you, you're selling me, you're pushing me to, to buy extra services. And some people do, like we work, we've worked with in the past some vendors where it's like super obvious to us. We're like, dang, why are you pressing us for like the billing when we're still working on the project? You're right, like that's exactly. not an approach that we take. Yeah. Because it doesn't fit in the model of who we say we are as a business. No, yeah. and, and, and it's very disheartening when a lot of these small business owners, that's what they're focused on. Yeah. Or, you know, like an auto repair shop that needs to hike their prices up because they got to pay their bills right. well that that is not the your the pain of the bills the is not the customer's fault right and you're losing the essence of why you started it you yeah. started it because you want to help people you want it to help whoever it is whoever your target audience is to service them through your primary product or service mm -hmm. um you lose the essence of that when you start focusing on money it's not easy i mean no, it's, it's not, not easy my friends all the time like especially 
some of the ones that are transitioning from the military to the civilian world, some retiring, some separating, they ask me, you know, is it is it a great feeling, all the freedom? And it is at the end of the night, I guess, it's like parenting. It's like yeah. all day long, your kids could be really aggravating on, on occasion, not all the mm-hmm. time, not all the time. Um, sometimes and at the end of the night you're like oh I just love my kids so much yeah. business is the same it's way. the same way you gotta love your business <laughs> and, and you said something that's key is that you don't lose the purpose of why you built the company right and I think that's where that's where people fail yeah. in the first it, three to five years is a long time yeah. and people don't realize that it takes three to five years yeah. to get the foundation down yeah. don't 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 play with that don't right. mess around with that don't say well I heard I could just do it in two years. I heard I heard my friend, you know, they did it in nine months. Well, my first eight months, I was on fire when I when I started my business. But that but I didn't stop because you laid and you like you said earlier, you laid the groundwork three years. So that's three years and eight months. It's not just that's right. Three years and eight months. You know, it's three years and eight months, almost four years. Yeah. So that's 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 the difference. So it it makes a big difference, too. And in the attitude of the of the owner if the owner goes in with the right purpose and the right meaning and the right focus then they they they're they're bound to succeed but if they go in with and that's when i that's when i cringe is when people say Shonda, i want to make money or i want to make i want to make money like you made money i'm like you don't want to make money the way i made money because you're doing something different like i didn't hit the lottery (laughs) you know it it was it was that overnight success yeah you know Yeah. that whole myth yeah. of the overnight success and i right. think if, if if small business owners go into it again with the practicality that it's going to take me three to five years to build this business mm-hmm. um then they they it works a little bit more and I, i'll just say this that trina trina giles the owner of grits cafe in las vegas if you are listening to this podcast and you have not been to grits cafe you have got to check it out it reminds me a lot of sylvia's in in new york and harlem where it's a very very nice quiet spot you know small spot rather um very intimate so what, what i'm saying is trina said it was it wasn't until after she retired and she got fully ingrained in her business and she got to work there every day that she fully understood yeah. what what it meant to people yeah which i think is i mean is you told amazing. me that a couple of years ago i didn't leave the air force until 2016 but i joined the ownership and executive team of some new in 2011 2012 so when I left the Air Force in 2016, it was kind of like starting over again. Cause I'm like, okay, now I'm here a thousand percent of the time versus when I can be or how, you know, trying to do both at the same time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so why do you, um, why do you think that it's so challenging? I guess like a follow-up to why people are so afraid. Why do you think it's so challenging for small business owners to keep the end in mind? Well, I think it's because um, they are seeing the forest and not looking above the forest. I remember T.D. Jakes had a great <laughs> line where he said, you're either going to be a turtle or a giraffe. And I think that people want to people become turtles. Well, the turtle. The, so the giraffe looks above the trees and can see where they where we're going. Right. And so the giraffe keeps that perspective and the giraffe never really 
lowers his head down to the to the trees and below the trees. Right. And and now what what is said is that if a giraffe lowers his head, the blood star rushes into it, rushes to die. his head, and they could pass out. Okay. Maybe not die, but pass out. Right. So, uh, but a turtle can never get to the level of where a giraffe is and can see the perspective. So when you're talking about the end in mind. Yeah. With those of us who I found and, and I've, I've interviewed and I've read books and I've talked to many people, those that have the vision and can stay on course, mm -hmm. those are the folks that can really, really take off with their business. Right. But those who are in the weeds all the time in every little transaction, that's where they get stuck. Yeah. So I, I think the hardest part for small businesses is that you want to, you got to be, you got to become a giraffe. You right. got to, and, and don't put your head down too far. Not, not saying you don't pay attention. You're going to have your financial meetings. You're going to have your operations meetings. You're going to have your staff meetings. Yeah. But one thing you have to do, and you, you probably learned this over the years, yeah. is you cannot get stuck in the minutia of the day-to-day -day operations. Yeah, yeah. yeah once you, you get stuck there, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. yeah. Yep. No, that's true. I said it was between, like I said, 2016 to probably like 18. I had to learn that. Yeah, because if you're if you're in there every day just grinding, nobody's steering the ship. Nobody's looking, you know, and, and or you become like the like the Titanic. The, the issue with the Titanic is nobody really was nobody could see that iceberg coming. Right. And once I learned when I was in Alaska that an iceberg is actually a mountain. Right. It's not this little bitty rock that right. was yeah, like in the way. Yeah, they made it seem like it's like this little bitty rock, but it's actually a mountain yeah. that is coming up out of the sea and you run into that. But just imagine if they had the foresight and they could see that way before they got there, they could have navigated around that and, and it wouldn't have been so bad. Yeah. So that's how that's what that's what happens. One of my favorite quotes of adversity that reminds me of small business ownership, I guess, is adversity does not build character. It reveals it. So you are revealed all of your biggest insecurities, your strengths, your weaknesses, all your flaws, all your um, things that you thought you were the best at or things that you thought you were the worst at, all of that is revealed through business ownership, for yeah. me personally. Well, and it's, 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 it's revealed through life. And when I was watching the six part series with Michael Jordan, everybody kind of felt like he, he, was, he was this talented basketball player from birth, right? Mm -hmm. no, nobody thought about the fact that he was cut from his high school team. He cried about his mom said, shut up, stop crying. <laughs> right. He when he was on as a matter of fact, when he was on North Carolina in college, thought, yeah. James Worthy. Right. Right. Brad Darty. Yeah. Uh, there were a few other players who were touted Way more, than, yeah. more than Michael Jordan. Right? right. Then he got to the NBA. He was not the overall number one pick. Hakeem Olajuwon was. Yeah. Now, the dream was great. This was a phenomenal, he's a hall of famer too, mm -hmm. but then there's only one Michael Jordan. So again, this is where people have to understand that, that, that whole drive and different things that you'll have. Right. He dealt with a lot of adversity, the passing of his father, uh, you know, a number of things that happened in his life that, you know, is a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't finished watching it, but it was pretty good so far. And once they started to dive in his career at, with the Bulls, even that, like, as a kid, we look at it like he just kept winning trophy after trophy after trophy. We didn't know about all the drama behind the scenes. Yeah, and we didn't know that he he, he lost a lot before he got exactly. there. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So you just got to you you at, at the end of the day when you think about adversity is yeah. it's really how you deal with it. That's right. where it comes from. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs>
continued. So what's the action concept for this week? It's the same. <laughs> I don't know. You look like Terrence when you did that. <laughs> okay, Chubb. Right. We're sticking to the rebound through rebranding. Rebr I know, rebound through rebranding. That's right. Through rebranding. You're right, yep. my bad. Or with we have to. We have to. And yeah. Hopefully, we can bring our girl Laura on next week. That's the plan. Yeah. Um. So, we'll get with her and see what her schedule is like to talk more about branding and um why small business owners need to get around the idea that they they can't afford it they're mm -hmm. not important enough for it like all of those things that they keep saying every time that we meet somebody yeah um so next week hopefully or next episode we'll, we'll take you guys through the branding basics well but, i want to i want to explain rebranding a little bit because yeah. rebranding is not necessarily just your logos your colors and blah 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 right. we did a we did a complete rebrand um during the last great recession for a reason we didn't change our color <laughs> we didn't even change our concept we just right. really freshened up our logo freshened up our website and in addition to that we basically the way we communicate our services yes we do that so often it's yeah. crazy yeah but we, it's good but but it's always yeah. good to refresh and do that yeah. and it, but but it goes back to what i was saying before about how today things have changed so much where like a t-shirt company for example now they're making masks and so now right. they're 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 repurposing and they're rebranding re their their image so that they can fit the need of the customers. Because at the end of the day, you went out not to make T-shirts. You went out to make thing make make people feel good, make them feel better, yeah. um, with a purpose. So um, this is why you have to make meaning and not search to make money. If you make meaning, you can pivot, you can change, you can rebrand, you can you can move around and help people, you know, really change things. Right. And and it goes back to again my favorite company of all time when it comes to branding is Disney. Yeah. Why? Because Disney could have got stuck with Technicolor and 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 I remember when 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 we used to stay up at night and we used to wait for the the Disney special of the week on Channel 13 or, or ABC I think it was or, or back in, in when I was growing up it was Channel 7 in New York we couldn't wait for that new Disney special to come out on TV right, right? but what are your kids doing now they're sitting there looking at iPads and iPhones and 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 they they they're, they're playing around with Disney in a whole different experience. They're going to Disney on ice and and understanding new characters, right. not just Mickey and Minnie. I want people to understand how important that is right. and 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 why a Disney can last from generation to generation because they're constantly rebranding, but they're not going away from the brand. Right. That's what staying, people sticking to the foundation. Yeah, they're yeah. sticking to the foundation. Because like I said before, I think before we started recording, or maybe we said on this episode, I don't remember, that awesome memory um, I inherited from you. Mm -hmm. I was reading that article from Las Vegas Business Press, 2007. Do you remember that? No. Oh. I don't remember I'm 2017. Just, I'm just you, right? No, 2007, 2017. I remember you, don't, that. you don't remember June 2020? <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's gone. Yeah. New month. And it, what made me, again, what made me so happy, what made me smile reading it was you talking about the purpose of the company, Newsom Marketing, being small businesses at the time through Marketers Anonymous, instilling that marketing discipline in small business owners and entrepreneurs. And here it is today. You can ask me on the spot what's the purpose and the um, reason for someone being here and it's the same answer same some answer. of the wording has changed like we don't call it marketers anonymous we call it the 12 steps of marketing but mm -hmm. it's for us to instill 
marketing, marketing and branding discipline in small business owners and to put the power of marketing back into their hands. Yeah, no, and, and that's why you can always rebound. That's why right. you can always come back because right. you have something to come back to. Right. right? And, and and we were watching, you know, of course, your mom, she loves the Yankees. Boy, she was all... Oh, you guys were deep yesterday. Oh, that was man. Ridiculous. She is so... Look. <laughs> it's a normal Thursday and I walked in, y'all got all your Yankees gear. Your brother's here out of nowhere. I'm like, what is going on? What did I miss? Y'all got the New York pizza. Did y'all get pizza from a New York place? Like y'all was. Yeah. Oh, we were on it. New York pizza wings. What was she? You know, because this year she was supposed to go to New York and. Let's go see the Yankees game yeah. and she you know she misses that that's probably one of the biggest the biggest disappointments um you know that that through COVID yeah she's she's really upset about the fact that she couldn't so she was like <laughs> we got to do opening day though we got to do opening day and and th this is the thing that I that I love about branding because the Yankees at one time in the 80s were really falling down people don't realize it was it was it was going in the toilet the, the Yankee brand yeah. and George Steinbrenner bought the company I think he bought them in the 70s, but he bought the company. When he bought the company, it was really the nostalgic history. Everything was lost. Right. And he came and his the people around him did a great job of rebranding the company yeah. from these superstars and these big acquisitions to, and I think it was Brian Cashman, the general manager that started to really start investing in younger players yeah. and going back to the foundation of the Yankees where they always seem to come up with great young players from the start that become superstars, i.e. Derek Jeter. Yeah. He was drafted by the Yankees and he got to play with the Yankees judge and all these new players right. and i remember arlene told me a few years ago that she was like I i'm not gonna watch the yankees after jeter and all those guys <laughs> you know from the 90s i, I I'm, sounds I'm, like me i'm like i'm, never I'm, watching I'm not gonna watch him again year, right? but then judge showed up yeah. she's like oh, i love judge and and last year we had to sit in right field first time i was sat in right field in my life in yankee stadium and we had to sit in right field behind aaron judge because that was her thing so the the the, the point is is that people don't understand that the connection to a brand that lasts decades and decades is because right it it, it is because people know who you are they right. understand and we're getting that now yeah. we're getting that a lot now yeah. that people are calling us saying I, i've known you guys for 10 years can i sign a contract with you right any, I mean, I think even through the growth, because when I came on 2011, people still knew who we were. And they were just at that time, like you said, everybody was pulling out of the recession. But because we had a solid foundation in who we were as a firm, people knew that we were all about excellence. People knew that we were about integrity. They knew we were about establishing relationships. Mm -hmm. They were reaching out, saying, what can we do? How can we help you, Shondell, and your firm survive so that you can come out of this on top? So that was another um, part of our brand that people don't really think about. Oh, yeah. If you're, if you're open now, you can have the best cakes, the best pies, mm -hmm. you have terrible customer service when the pandemic hits or when something like this hits, people aren't going to remember you or they're not going to have sympathy or empathize yeah. with, with what you're going through. Yeah. And, and you got to, and, and again, it goes back to the how people can connect with you emotionally. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, I mean, the, the, the logos and the colors and everything are identifiers. Now we, we do, I tell you what, Laura does the best at yeah. bringing all that to life. What do you call her? The visual expert The visual expert communicator. Yeah. She's, she's a vi visual genius when yeah, it comes to that because you, you know, you, ha you need somebody who can take your story and put it out there visually. Right. Cause how many people have we had come to us like, 
<clears throat> they have the they have what it, they have it there. They have the foundation, mm -hmm. and they connected with either a graphic designer or somebody that was supposed to help them build their brand, and it just didn't it didn't transfer. Yeah, well, it's yeah. difficult, and and yeah. and I'm gonna tell you, I'm a, I'm a critic because I started out in this business in 1982 as a graphic designer, right? And and I'm talking about not just the graphic designer where I'm just kind of throwing stuff together. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I look at Malaysia, our, our former intern, and yeah. she's doing a lot of great logos for us. She did our Let's Talk Business yep, podcast did. logo. Yeah, she did a great job. But uh, the thing that I think that she, she has that I remember me having is really caring about graphic design. Yeah. There are people out there right now that just kind of throw stuff together. Right. And they're, they're what, what we used to call, and I, I hate to say this, but we used to call them production artists. Production yeah. artists were people that could put together some flyers and stuff like that. Graphic designers can tell a story through visuals. Right. And so that that's why I think it's a big deal. And this rebranding though is deep. Yeah. It's training. Right. It's, you know, and I talk again, I talk to, you know, many restaurant owners, including Grits Cafe and Danette Bro with Bro's Funnel Cake Cafe. And again, if you're in Vegas, right. go to Town hit Square. Hit both of those up. Hit both of you those up, boy. Go to Grits and then go get your dessert <laughs> at right. Bro's. Bro's, boy. You missed the little window if yeah. you're in Vegas when they have it in the same parking lot. Oh, man. Um, Danette did shift yep. when she her store wasn't allowed to be open during the stay at home order. So she had her truck she had a food parked truck. in the parking lot of grits. And I yep. was one of those people where I did put on some Rona weights. So I was like, well, might as well just go all out. I went to grits, got my chicken and waffles. <laughs> Yeah. And I stopped at her truck. Got my oh yeah, and she and and you know one thing I love about both of them is that they they know how to shift and they know how to pivot, but they have a foundation right. that people yeah. can gravitate. Their customers to. are gonna follow it. Yeah, they're yeah. gonna follow it. Everybody's so, been waiting and dying yeah. for Trina to reopen her doors yeah. because. But yeah. one thing she told me that I really really appreciate is that she um, she wants to. You know, she said, I, I want to make sure that my staff is ready for the rebrand. I said, okay. wow, yeah. wow, thank you. Right. Because many people don't think that's part of the brand. The part of the brand is the experience. So if you're if your team members, your 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 team members are all into the brand, mm -hmm. it shows. Yeah. When they're excited and they're, you know, yelling at people, hey, welcome to Grits Cafe. How you doing this morning? Hey. Right. It, it, to some people, it's annoying, no. but to most people, it is really. So you know my. Favorite. You feel home. Oh yeah. You know my yeah, favorite. I know your favorite. My yeah. pleasure. Yeah, my it's my pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So I took Zaria, my niece, obviously your granddaughter, um, to Chick Fil A. Like she's been before, but she's like, why are you so obsessed with them? Because I'm not a fast foodie. I don't eat out. I'm not a fast food person. If I do, I gotta go to places like Chick-fil-A. And yeah. she was laughing so hard because everybody from the girl that's just directing people to the line where it's either drive through or DoorDash, she went out of her, we didn't see her at first. She went out of her way to wave, wave goodbye to us and she just thought that was the best thing ever. Yeah. And then we went to, she wanted to get breakfast at McDonald's um, two days later and the guy, we pull into the drive-thru and the guy's like, all right, go ahead and order what you want. And she's like, jeez, like, <laughs> completely different Different experience. level. Different level. But that's not what McDonald's branded themselves on doing. No. I've never walked into McDonald's where it just depends on the location, but I've never yeah. been in one where they're all overly, you know, no, nice they, they're eager. trying to be quick. They're like, yeah. hey, we're going to be quick. They're we're going to get it to you. There we go. Thing. They're trying to yeah. be quick, and yeah, everything's supposed to be in and out. In but and to out. everybody's everybody's expectation, that's right. what that's what we're talking about right now. Rebounding with rebranding. Re 
is all about how you pivot to make sure people feel good. Yeah. I mean, through this COVID-19, people are depressed, people are frustrated. Mm -hmm. And even, even our church, we, we, we went to our services and our virtual services, and we're looking at the experience because that's what our pastor, Pastor Fowler, you know, he, he, he instilled in us. It's about the experience. When people come to church, they want to be at the church. They, they want to enjoy it. They yeah. want to be inspired. They want to have a great experience. Right. They don't want you dragging it out. They don't right. want you not bringing them to a level where they, they have this climatic experience. Mm -hmm. So he they don't want you always, yeah. which he mastered. Oh, he, he mastered it. I he mean, was so appealing to the young crowd because yeah. I started going, you know, outside of when I moved out of the house, like I would go consistently when I was in the air force station here in Ellis and I went to midweek midweek worship religiously, like no pun intended. I went like sometimes I was still in my uniform and I'm like, well, I'm going to make it because he was super connected to the youth. But I also see the respect that people his age and older had for him. So yeah. He was just able to really bring it all together because he didn't overcomplicate the word. He didn't make it to where he was. He never did the preaching at you thing. Yeah. Which a lot of people did. Yeah, no, and, 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 and across all denominations. And he always talked about the experience, and he yeah. always branded things, yeah. which I thought was yeah, was sure was was really really smart. Like always branding the message for the year, yeah. and always thinking about how people are going to respond to this. And and so what what people don't realize is all these different all these years, um, he would call me in and say, "What do you think of this?" But he, and this is how he said, "Hey, Doc." Take a look at this. Tell me what you think. <laughs> what do you think the people are going to feel like? Because right. that the really the whole thing about rebounding through rebranding mm -hmm. is thinking about the psychographics. And those of you who have never heard me use that word, the psychographics are the beliefs, wants and desires of, of the intended receiver. Right. So if you give them what they believe, they want, and they desire, and and really it goes back to what we were talking about with Arlene. She didn't care. She want she wanted to be in the stadium. Obviously, she wanted to be at Yankee Stadium. Right. But the fact that she can sit back and watch her favorite players, whether there's people in the stands or not. It, it, it gave her an emotion. That's why she was all about, we need our shirts, mm -hmm. we need our pizza. We need, you know, she was, she yeah. was on that game. She yeah. was like, this is gonna be real. <laughs> so it's so, it is real funny, yeah. but it's really, I, I, and, and I think of everything like that. Like what, how do people feel on this, when, when you give them this type of experience? Right. What do they feel like? And, and, you know, Station Casinos was great at that too. It's like, we don't wanna send somebody to a concert that they're gonna hate. So we made we did all the homework to say, well, let's see, Tierra likes Beyonce, so let's send Tierra to Beyonce. But do we send Tierra to somebody else who she does not like? Right. We 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 wouldn't do that. We would we we just wouldn't do that with the Dixie Chicks. Then they just changed their name to the Chicks, I think, because of the the the, the they didn't want to use and Dixie. Rebrand. Yeah, they rebranded. I wonder what the story is behind that. Well, that's because of the uh, civil unrest in the country today. Oh, okay. they they decided to get rid of Dixie. Dixie. Yeah. Oh, because of the Dixie yeah. line. Right. What's Dixie? Yeah. What's the story? Well, Dixie is uh, considered Southern. Yeah. Or, okay. I, I I don't. I mean, I didn't get it from pretty much because I didn't think Dixie was that. But they related to that. Yeah. Yeah. So so they but they decided to make yeah. a change. Yeah. Um, but it, it yeah it goes back to understanding the brand, understanding who you want to be to other people. Yeah. So it's really selfless. Yeah. Rebranding is going to be selfless. It's not going to be something you want to do. It's going to be based on the needs, wants and desires of the people in the market. Yeah. So so that's what we're doing. We we are going out and really 
filling the needs of, of uh, and wants and desires of, of small business owners. I know for a fact that 3.3 million small business owners have already gone out of business yeah. since COVID-19, since March, right. which is scary. Yeah. So yeah, because the last time we ch I checked, it said cost over ten percent, but I'm sure the number's higher than that. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 some are some are trying to make a comeback, some are yeah. trying to get back in business. However, it it is just like um, I was explaining to Zaria the other day because she asked me how hard is it going to be for people to get back in business. I said, well, just imagine this: that you're running full speed mm -hmm. and then you stop. You got to start up again. Right. So it is really a well, you thing. You stop and you have injuries. Some people. Yeah. And you stop ahead. Yeah, and you got injury. Yeah, injury makes makes it worse because yeah. you may want to do certain things, but your injury right. won't allow you to do it. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah, I think about some of my friends that are in business and they're in the product based mm -hmm. business. Some they can't get some of their products when they need them or in the time turnaround time that they used to. So right. that's that's an injury to their business. Yeah. It's a big deal. And I, I'll say this is that we need to understand that that's first where you start with the crisis. What is the problem? What is the issue? And then you go to what is the solution? How and or what do we have available to us? Right. Like and, and think about some things that we even did an exercise with your husband some years ago about survival. Yeah. Right. Because because sometimes when it comes to survival, you don't have all the resources that you need. Yeah, a lot know? of the time. So, and a yeah. lot of times it's about being proactive. It's being proactive. People think, like you said earlier, survival is about how I'm going to react to something that's happening to me. Yeah. And really, I know when he teaches, when he was teaching survival, it was more about you need to have a plan. You need to have a plan B, plan C. And like you said, if I don't have this, if we remove this tool, now what do you now do? What if do I, I remove do? this resource, now what do you do? If I remove yeah. this person, now what do you do? And, and, I, I, and I'll share this with people because yeah. I want you to clearly understand what we're talking about um, when it comes to having a plan. Um, it, it is, it is, is a, it's a life habit that you should form if you're going to become an entrepreneur. Right. You should learn how to plan for adversity and plan for challenges. When I was leaving the United States Air Force, me, Arlene and I just got married. We had eight kids. We were, you know, I'm transitioning and we say to each other, what are we going to do? That's what it starts with. Yeah. What are we going to do in 1996 when you are no longer in the military, you lose all of the safety that you're talking about. People are afraid to lose. Mm -hmm. um, and what do you do? Yeah. Well, you go get a new, you get a job. Right. right. So the Air Force offered me to have my old job. And they were like, we're going to pay you X and it's going to become civilian where your uncle Vernon works now. That's what, right. they, that's what he's been doing the last 20 some odd years. Yeah. Um, and I said, well, I don't want to do that. And they're like, what? No, you, <laughs> you need they just to. gave you right. a, a, an exit, right? right. And, and I said, no, I really want to take six months to think about this. Not six months, you got eight kids, but here's how it happened because I saved money, even with those, with the eight kids, right? Even I was working at Radio Shack, I put away money every week so I could get to the position where I could take time off. And when I told Arlene that we're gonna take time off and then I, we get our separation pay or whatever it was. Right. When I got my separation pay, and you guys never knew that I got my separation pay. You didn't really, really, really care. <laughs> I, don't think we I didn't go out and buy Jordans or go buy TVs and do all of that. Right. What I did is I paid up our mortgage for seven or eight months. I paid, I paid my bills for like seven or eight months so that I had that cushion so I can go out and find the job that I wanted. And fortunately, I got a call 
to work at stations, right. which I thought was, you know, okay, Very this, exciting. this, yeah. So planning for things makes that happen because right. if, if, and this is where you were going in the, in, in the earlier part of this segment is if I had to just get a job, mm-hmm. I would have took that job. I had to take, see, that's why everybody thought I had to take that job because I had my kids and nobody understood how me and, 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 and the other fortunate part of this that I don't think people think about is like, it also gave my wife the opportunity to spend the, the last moments with her father. Right. So she got the opportunity without working that she could spend time with her father and spend time with him yeah. and, 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 and help him to you know, finish off his last days or whatever. But it was it was one of those things because we planned for it. Right. And that, that's all I'm talking about. You you have no idea when you plan for stuff like that. That's when you that's when you know that you, you're going to hit it. Right. So so it is the Sean Flynn method. I, I didn't know Sean <laughs> Flynn back then, Shout out. but <laughs> I didn't know him back then. But I was planning he like that. A too much mention yeah. on the other podcast. So. <laughs> he, he can get some shine here. He can get some shine here. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. cool. We're going to continue with the action concept of um, probably, I don't know when we're going to stop because it's really important right now. So each week that you're listening, we're going to talk about different ways that you can rebound through rebranding. But um, like I said, we're going to have a special episode where we bring on one of our favorite brand experts, uh, Laura Silva. Mm-hmm. She is um, one of the owners of MYS. And so they've been a, an amazing partner to us over the last few years and helped us create create some incredible campaigns and yep. like you said just brought the visuals to life because yeah. you always have the strategy you have the words you have the idea and you're the subject matter expert um, on the marketing side and the communications and you know what you want us to say and it's just it's phenomenal that now we can bring somebody in that put brings it to a more simplified because mm-hmm. most people want to you know learn through images or well it, people get excited about the campaign you know like let's do it or, right. or i'm loving it um right. and, and but those things come through a, a, a lot of research i was gonna say a team uh, that researched in strategy yeah. and all yeah. that yeah. and and what laura has done and I, i'll give you know one thing is like she listens to everything and then she pays attention and yeah. we give her we give her information for her to make magic happen. Right, and she gives input. Like yeah. you, I think earlier, it, like you were saying, there's some people that may be production artists and they're like, oh, okay, cool, yep, sounds great. And then they'll knock it out for you. And you're sitting there like, oh, it's just missing that extra piece. That should come from the graphic mm-hmm. designer. Yeah, and it does come from her. And yeah. I'll tell you what, I mean, and, and it was when we were rebuilding our website and we're not, we're gonna give you a preview kind of what Laura is, you know, what, what, what makes her the, the expert is when we were doing our website and we were um, talking about how we wanted to reformat it and how we wanted to make it so that the user can see exactly what we do and they can basically what I wanted to have happen is like I said when we go to when, when me and my wife and my grandkids go to Target everybody wants a different chip right right so we look at we go in the chip aisle and we go oh I want barbecue I want sour cream and onion I want plain I want this kind so you you go to your website and people can say oh that's what some new offers right let me pick one of those things that i need that for I my business that fits, for me that fits my need wants and desires yeah. so that's what we wanted and what laura did very very well was she told us well why don't we do this why don't we move this here why don't we make the slider like this why don't we put this here 
And she didn't just take what we said and just threw it on there. She came with a lot of recommendations, which most of them, I'd say almost all of them, yeah. we, we, we took. We took, yeah, yeah, the majority of them. Because she knew what we, what we were going for. Well, because she joined us in that brainstorming process. Like yep. said, so. so it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, and that's and, and guess what? If you're out there, if, if, you're, if you're a graphic designer, web designer, all these different people don't ask you a bunch of questions, then how the yeah, heck are the they right going to know what you want? Right. And they're not the right one. They're same imposters. Yeah, same with marketing. Yeah. Got to ask a lot of questions. For sure. You know, and you were right. You know, one thing is, is when I say like the 3.3 million businesses that have gone out of business, that is over 10% of our small businesses in this country because there were, thir there were yeah. 30 million small businesses yeah. in this country functioning and, and growing. Right. Um, so what I'm telling you that have a small business and you are in a funk, this is how you're going to get it done. Right. You, you, you have to sit down and really understand your, your, your company's DNA and where you guys want to go in, in the market. And you got to understand who your loyal brand champions are. And, you know, you'll hear all that terminology as you join the some new solutions on. Hopefully yep. you're in the zone. Hopefully you understand that. And those of you that don't understand the zone, um, the some new solution zone is for um, aspiring entrepreneurs and small business owners or anybody who wants to understand how to market and develop or grow a business. You want to understand the marketing process. Yes. So like Chandel was saying, like you don't have to go in somewhere and they're kind of giving you the um, the hoodwink version of what marketing is. Mm -hmm. Our, from the very beginning of when the company was founded, we want to instill marketing discipline and give the put the power of marketing back into the small business and entrepreneurs' hands. Yep. So that's that's the goal. So we, I mean, we 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 we've been talking. We're going to continue to talk about. It. I'm I'm really excited to talk about this all the time because I I, I want my desire is and you know. Everybody wants to know, like, you know, how, how will talk people talk about you when you ever when you leave this earth? Well, I want everybody to know that I was motivated by a small business owner. I got inspired by small business owners. I got to work with small business owners when I left the military. And um, I was just blown away by how much of an impact you can make in your community, how much of an impact you can make in your family. And I give shout out to the Fatita family. I think that those guys showed me a way and a path that visually I could see what could happen to my family. So I just think that um, I'm really forever um, blessed to have walked that journey with them as they built their empire and built, um, but not, I, I gotta say this, you know, it's, it's really something that where they can build a whole new practice facility and a brand new football field for their uh, for their alma mater, both Gorman and UNLV. Yeah, that they can go to their neighborhoods and fix their neighborhoods. And and I remember when I asked them to you know donate and participate in a lot of things in some of the schools and the in the impoverished neighborhoods, mm -hmm. they had no problem, no problem, not just throwing money at it. Right. We I remember we sent our engineers over to build bookshelves. I remember we bought school supplies for the teachers because right. teachers always taking money out of their pocket. I remember them just, you know, fixing up playgrounds. It, it's extending it, the relationship beyond yeah. the transactional. Stage. That's what I love. Yeah. So I, I, that's why I love small businesses, because yeah. I think we have the ability to make all of that work. Right. So, you know, that that's why I'm in love with it. So anybody want to know that's that's why I, that's why I love small business. Nerd mode real quick.
I'm a nerd. <laughs> Love being one. I guess you never came out of it. You're right. I'm never gonna come out of it. We're um we're bringing this to you guys in so many different ways. Obviously, the podcast being one, so we appreciate you continuing to listen week to week. Um, continue to give us your feedback, whether you're you know me or Shondell personally. Text us, ask questions because we do have that advice column. Um, we haven't had any submitted questions yet, but that's all right. We're just starting out. Um, we want to make sure that we address that for anybody and you could be helping somebody else with your questions. So we have an advice column. And if you want, you can submit an email question to info at some new That's S U M N U marketing.com. You can also hit us up on Facebook. Um, at, on Facebook, our handle is some new marketing on Twitter. We're some new marketing on Instagram. We're some new marketing. Shondell and I are both on LinkedIn. You can hit us up in various different ways. As you just heard, he's um, a nerd that won't stop. So he'll answer your questions. He'll he'll engage with you. And then, of course, you can get even more access and engage with Shondell, the the marketing mentor inside the Some New Solution Zone. So we're excited that you guys keep listening week to week. And let's continue the discussion. Let's continue to talk business. Let's, Let's talk business all the time. Thank you.